Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and coming up in the next hour, two very different artists, rising pop star Dree Patterson from Los Angeles and Matt Bork, lead guitarist and singer with the Canadian powerhouse alt-rock group Yuka. So stay tuned. This is going to be a lot of fun today, so we're going to be able to entertain just about everybody. Well, before I introduce our, our first guest, I, I want to thank everybody who has recommended bands on our website. We are booked through July, and I've got to hold off booking in August until we solidify when everyone around here is going on vacation. We have a backlist of bands that you've all suggested, and I've listened to a lot of them. And boy, there's some good bands out there. You people know your music. But we do have a backlist, and we're going to start working through that backlist, you know, listening to them, contacting them, seeing what their schedule's like, where do they fit in, that kind of thing, uh, after the 20th of July, because I'm going to be out of town for a few days in there. So hold off for a while recommending new bands. But, of course, don't hold off visiting the website. We'd love to have you on the website. Um, and we're going to, and of course, every Friday we, we post new reviews. There's some new reviews went up this Friday, and uh, you can take a look at those. And we're putting, uh, we're putting some music news on the front page, too. So when you log on, you'll see some, uh, some music news on the front page. And we are tweeting stories from our bands and our friend in the music biz. So if you're not uh, following our Twitter, Twitter feed, you should do that. We work closely with Music Junkie, which is a wonderful, wonderful music review and and news service and website and blog and all sorts of things um, based in, in Sonoma, California, believe it or not. Uh, so we, we work with them, and we try to get music news out to you. So log on to the website, but hold off on telling us about new bands, okay? And even if you are a band and you're dying to tell us about you, um, hold off for a while because we are up to our eyeballs and earlobes in bands right now, and it's going to take us a little while to, uh, to work it off. Now, something we are contemplating, if we can pull it off, is posting songs and information from bands that have been suggested and then letting all of you vote on them. You know, let's democratize Music Friday Live, let you vote on them. Now, there's some, you know, there's some technical stuff in there we have to do, and you know, there may even be some legal stuff in there we have to do on uh, do we have the rights to post things, although I'm pretty certain we do. But I want to check all that out. We will be able to look into that in August. Um, and if it works, it works. So we'll democratize the show. So um, hold off on posting bands. All of you who have posted bands, we are listening to them. We are researching them. And we'll start making calls and booking them uh, after we get back from our little vacation in, uh, in later on this week. So it's been a lot of work, let me tell you. But I get to listen to a lot of good music that way. And it's it just, you know, I'm always impressed, uh, amazed, I guess is a better word, amazed at 
how much good talent is out there. And in a way, I'm glad I'm not a musician because competing in this musical world is so, so difficult because there are so many good bands out there and so many different bands out there, bands that have their own unique sound. In fact, uh, you know, living in Los Angeles, uh, you ha- this is the music capital of the world, of course, and because I live in Los Angeles, I get to listen to a lot of those bands. I was out uh, at the Federal, um, which is one of the nice clubs in, in uh, Hollywood and actually in North Hollywood, known as NoHo here as a opposed to Soho in New York, and I was listening to Matt Jaffrey and the, and the Distractions. You know, three guys, two guitars and, and a drum uh, and drum kit, and they just do wonderful things and very unique things. Matt has a, an outstanding uh, voice, but it's a voice you don't hear anywhere else. And then right after Matt, Pleasure came on. Two guys and guitars, drum kit, totally different. Totally different. Same instruments, just totally different. And, and that's only with the guys. I mean, with, with the, uh, the female singers here in Los Angeles, I am just bowled over by the, the wonderful, wonderful talent there is available. When I go to showcase clubs like the Wits End or Hotel Cafe or the Mint or something like that, and they've got two or three just outstanding women on stage playing guitars, um, the, uh, I love to go see Polaris Rose and, and watch uh, uh, Matt, Maddie play the, play the bass because she's so, so good at it. It just uh, blows me away. So the, the bottom line to this particular story is go out and see music. Support, support musicians. They deserve it, and you will be very, very pleased you did. We're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to welcome our affiliates in, and then we're going to introduce our first guest. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm host of Music Friday Live, and as you can, as you just were told, I'm on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher, and if you're listening to us on your cell phone on Stitcher, I hope you have your your um, uh, earphones in or your uh, pod phones in because we play. We try to play the the music as best as we can. I want to make sure you get all of the detail in there. But I want to welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStation USA network. That's CyberStationUSA.com. They're our syndicating network. They're based in Boston. And also want to uh, welcome all of our listeners on Blog Talk Radio. That's our online outlet. Hi, Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you know what? I've just been told 
that we are about to open the chat room on Blog Talk. So if you're listening to us on, on Blog Talk and you've got some things to say, uh, yep, there it goes. The chat room's open. So we'll be watching the chat room, too. And I want to say hi to all of our listeners out there in Radio Land. I especially want to say hi to our listeners in um, KSKQ with your brand new radio tower high up there. I really uh, in, enjoy uh, the fact that every now and then you guys call in and talk to us, and which tells me that it's time to tell you to call in, or at least the number to call in, 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. So you can talk to our guests, or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And if you're listening to Music Friday Live on a podcast, and we know a lot of you are, you can still email your questions to our guests. We will forward your questions to them so they can reply directly to you. And unless you tell us differently, we will take your email address off so you don't end up on a mailing list that you didn't think you were going to be on. Well, I've been listening to Dree Patterson's music all week, mostly her cover songs, which demonstrate so well that she can deliver a range of music while retaining a unique and personal style. And that's not easy. Not easy at all. And it's very welcome today when so many bands learn to do one thing and then they do it over and over again. Well, the one thing Dree has learned is how to entertain people. And she does it with pop, rock, ballads, each different each wonderful, and each uniquely hers. The fact that she's been a singer-songwriter virtually since birth, I guess, helps. Her influences span genres, and that's given her a confidence to experiment with her sound. And today we're going to play tunes from her new EP, A Louder Side of Me, due for release next Tuesday. Now, I just received the songs this morning, so they're as fresh to me as they will be to you. But we are honored to have Dree with us this morning and to be among the first to play them on the air. Dree Patterson, welcome to Music Friday. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Well, well, Dree, we have lots to talk about. We talk about the new album, the World Cup, um, great fingernails, and uh, songwriting <laughs> <laughs> and performing. Uh, so, so let's start with the new album, uh, A Louder Side of Me. A Louder Side of Me. You are yes. releasing it this Tuesday. Is the, the foundation of this album an earlier EP? Um, oh, I'm sorry. What, what is the question? Um, uh, did you start with an earlier, with, with an EP on this and then work into an album? You know what? I, um, this one is actually my debut EP. So it's, um, it's kind of funny because when I was experimenting with the title, A Louder Side of Me, I was thinking, well, wouldn't that I would have had to have uh, an EP come out before that? It was a lighter side of me, possibly. But it's kind of um, it's kind of just a lighter side of me in comparison to a single that I dropped in 2012, "Waiting," and also the covers that I do, which you know are acoustic renditions. And also, I used to write dance pop music pretty frequently. Um, so this is just a totally different direction, and I feel like. It's the truest form of me in an album, and um, and so it's it's actually my debut album that I've been really working on for a very long time. Well, I understand that that you take a lot of time with your songs. Sometimes working on GarageBand, doing many, many, many mixes and versions to get it perfect. 
was was this that case that you spent a long time making sure every single song was exactly right? Wow, you have no idea. You pretty much uh, <laughs> hit the nail on the head with that. <laughs> it, it took a long time. I guess I'm a perfectionist. What can I say? <laughs> um, but I think the people I've worked with are as well. So, it you know, we put us all together, and it's like, it, it takes a long time. But definitely there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of notes, a lot of like, listening, re-listening, you know, experimentation. It took a lot longer than I hoped it would, but I'm very proud of the way it turned out. Well, as as my friend um, guitarist Stevie Coyle says, it takes exactly as long as as necessary, and uh, it certainly worked in this case. Uh, let's listen to a little of a song that I just heard this morning, and I fell immediately in love with. It's such a lovely song. You you, you weave a, a kind of musical topography in that song that sails and soars. Well, was that an easy song to write to just flow out, or did was it a hard one? Um, it was a combination. Uh, at times, you know, I had the concept, and the concept of dust, which is the, the title of the song, and so I really worked from that concept, and it. It started with the idea that I was looking through a pile of CDs. And, you know, nowadays, you know, no one buys CDs anymore. And I was just thinking, I found, I found all these old CDs, and um, they're all dusty. And I had so many of them. And there's mixtapes and, I mean, mixed CDs and, all you know, all types of stuff, treasures and things that I valued so dearly. And... It's been years, you know, since I've looked at them and I found them and they're just like all covered in dust. And I just kind of thought about, you know, how something could mean so much to you at one point and, and then all of a sudden it doesn't anymore and kind of what happened to it, you know. And so from, just from that idea, just really cleaning up some, some junk in my room, I guess, you know, I came up with a, with a concept. And then from there, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard to write from there because I think the emotions just, you know, helped me pour out all the lyrics. So it was, it was mainly the, the tweaking of everything and perfecting it that was difficult, but the, the idea was there. Well, it, it certainly worked well, and um, I, I'm really kind of sad to hear that nobody buys CDs, and, you know, I knew that too, but... Um, uh, I understand that from just a business point of view that that could be something of a problem. 
Um, I still buy CDs, and I find that where <laughs> I buy them is at live events from the merch tables. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, not to backtrack, but I didn't mean, you know, an absolute that no one buys them, but I, and I definitely have some at my shows as well. I just, speaking kind of towards the point of the music industry and the evolution and how, you know, we've transgressed to files and, you know, MP3s yeah. and everything's, you know, it's all uh, in a new digital era. <laughs> Who knows well, what'll well, be I, next? Well, 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 I will look for for this CD uh, when it comes out next Tuesday. Let, let's take a little sharp turn here and listen to another song on the album that is kind of completely different. This is uh, forever. I, I really loved that song when I when I heard it this this the first time this morning. It's a totally different feel, but it's got your signature voice and style, and it's the kind of song you want to close your eyes to and just listen to. Now you very precisely modulate your voice there. Does, does, did you have voice training? Um, I recently, I would say in the last few years, started getting into vocal training, but I really started. Um, self-teaching, you know, uh, when I was a teenager, I just loved to sing, and I did it all the time, and it was just, you'd always catch me singing, so whether it was done properly or not, I was kind of molding and morphing a tone, and then once I, you know, got into adulthood, I got some lessons, and I figured out how to properly support that tone and that sound, Um, but I it's it hasn't been one of those things that I, you know, I did from from an early age or anything like that. It was actually a little bit later, you know. I had already done some other careers and things, and I, I decided I really need to do music because if I don't do it now, you know, I never will. So at that point I said whether, you know, I've had enough training or not, I just need to go for it and learn on the job, and that's pretty much what I did. Well, you, uh, you learned very well. Uh, we're talking with uh, Dree Patterson, whose debut album, A Louder Side of Me, is due out next Tuesday. And you can talk to her. You can call in 347-215-7511. Or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And, Dree, we are getting some emails. Um, Sandy in San Francisco says, in all capital letters with an exclamation point, we buy CDs, okay? Uh, <laughs> oh man, I'm so sorry. You know. Oh, that no, 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 no. Wait, wait. wait. So Listen to the rest of it. There's more. There's more in in small letters. It, it's uh, we love the artwork and we love the lyrics and we love the time and effort that um, people like you put into your CDs. So please, if you make a CD, let us know. I will buy it. Oh wow, I really appreciate that. Definitely. Um, 
I, I will for sure. I will definitely be making CDs. It's I I appreciate that so much. Thank you very much. All right. And uh, Lassiter in New York City uh, writes, uh, your talking voice and your singing voice are very different. Your talking voice is nasal and your singing voice is crystal clear. You must sit and practice <laughs> in front of a mirror a lot. Um, I, well, I, I have some. I have some. Um, I have been told that my voice is different than my singing voice. Um, actually, this is not the first person that's mentioned that. So there is definitely truth to that. Um, I'm not sure what's up with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever's up, it works. <laughs> um, now, I understand you were at the World Cup. Is that right? I was. I was very fortunate and able to obtain a a ticket to one of the games, and I set it up a year ago. So it was something I've been wanting to do um, for a very long time. And I put a lot of planning into it, and I I got myself over to Brazil this summer, and I spent about 11 days there, and I did get to see one game, and I also got to experience the excitement of the people in Rio and uh, watching all the games, you know, people's houses on TV and kind of experiencing the celebratory parties and fun things that were going on there. It was really amazing, and the energy was through the roof. I mean, I'd never seen such an energetic. It was like, let's say, a rock concert, but the biggest rock concert in the world with people from all over the world. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Did, did you have a chance to listen to any music while you were there, any live music? You know what? A lot, actually. Um, I, we went to um, a music venue um, and I in Lapa, and I, I'm not exactly sure the name, unfortunately, but there was a multitude of live samba, jazz, um, pagogi, which is a style of style of music there. Um, I also got to see an artist named Lenini, who is a really serious rock artist, but has been around for a long time, and he's he's amazing. The uh, we just another email just popped up uh, from Bowser in Austin, and he wants to know what team were you rooting for. <laughs> well, you know, being in Brazil, I definitely had a allegiance to Brazil, and then also being from the USA, I was hoping for a USA, um, and I have been a fan of Germany as well. So I'm definitely glad that they're still in there, and you know, they they might take it all. So. They're looking pretty good, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, is there any uh, any Latin music uh, influence in what you do, or will there be now? Hmm. I, I wouldn't say that there is too much so far, uh, unfortunately. I did have a demo for a song called Do That a long, uh, not that long ago, but it was a few years ago. I actually got on the TV show white collar which was on usa i think it's Mm -hmm. still going on and that song um i did have a friend from um from ecuador and he did a bunch of different live percussion on the bridge portion and it was so cool he did like five different instruments and it really brought a cool flavor to the song and um and so i definitely want to explore that more but you know the percussion is so vast in 
Latin America and just that sound. It's so rich, and I definitely want to explore that more. It's also a, a different beat structure than than we're used to, too. It's more complex than the 4-4 time that we were raised in. So if you can do that, I, uh, I my, my hat's off to you. Um, but speaking of different tempos, uh, I want to play another song uh, of yours that, again, is really demonstrates your range, uh, and this is I Quit. All right. song is a lot of fun, um, but I, I just wonder, <laughs> and you make it yours so very nicely, uh, and it sounds like it was a lot of fun to do, but I just wonder, what were you quitting? Oh, well, you know, this, um, do, you know, do music, it's so difficult. It's, there's nothing easy about it, and um, especially kind of pursuing it at a, at a point where, um, you know, doing pop music, they really want you know, people that are as young as possible and being, you know, starting in, you know, the 20s range, I'll just say, um, you know, uh, after doing some other careers and going to school and doing this and that, um, you know, I've been working a day job to support myself. And I think anyone that kind of passion and really wants to pursue an art or any passion full time, but kind of can't um, support themselves from that passion just yet, uh, has to have that day job or sometimes multiple day jobs just to make ends meet, you know, and also then to invest in their craft or their passion. So it's, it's a really, um, really difficult process and kind of the older you get, the harder it is, but it's really, um, it's not impossible. And, and so this is kind of the song about that fantasy to quit that day job and kind of how you'll go about it. So mine is working at a restaurant. So it kind of touches on little little things about about that occupation and and you know kind of how I fantasize and I'll leave you know when that day comes, <laughs> leave with well, a bang so to speak. Uh, I I I I've heard that story as you can imagine many many times. Um, one, oh, yeah. uh, uh I've I've heard people doing everything from uh, uh, being the the sample girl at uh, Trader Joe's. To uh, mm, being a studio bad. musician, <laughs> which apparently is a pretty good job, uh, but uh, I I know that uh, what you say is is absolutely true. And of course, I was talking about it earlier on because there is so much talent here. Is it? And I don't know. Have you toured internationally at all? 
Um, I've I've been able to do a couple of gigs working with other artists um, where I've had a, a chance to go to a couple of places, but for myself, um, no, I haven't. And um, part of that, you know, does come down to the content, this being my first EP. So I think that, you know, a lot of the artists that, that get to tour internationally have quite a bit of content out available for people. And then the second aspect is also the, is the financial aspect. I'm pretty lost when it comes to figuring out how that might happen for me and how I might, because everything I've done I've paid for myself and it's taken a long time. So, you know, I'm still a little bit confused about how that international tour will come together, but it is definitely just like putting out this EP, it's a lifelong goal of mine to do an international tour. And so hopefully I will make that happen. Well, I, I think with this EP, uh, you will. Now, let, let's talk a little bit about the EP because we are, we are running out of time here. Uh, first of all, will there be a release party? There, um, well, the release date for, for the album is July 22nd coming up, and that will be when... Um, the album is live to order on iTunes, and also it'll be um, available in a multitude of digital stores, Amazon.com, and um, and other other various stores internationally as well. And then I will be doing a release party and a show, but that won't be until late August. And so where will, will, how how can people find out about that? Where do you want to send them? Well, um, definitely they should come visit um, Um And I definitely suggest getting onto my email list for anyone interested because I can get people the most up-to-date information that way. Um, and to do that, actually, if it's okay, um, can I give people my email to if sign up for the email list? If you're comfortable doing that, certainly. Absolutely, yes. For for email for the email list, um, if you email Patterson at gmail.com, then I would not only be able to add you to my email list, but I will be able to get you a CD personally for those that would like a CD. <laughs> Good, okay. All right. Well, I want to thank you very much for being with us. Oh, I have one more question. Um, are you going to put any pictures of your wonderfully painted nails on the CD? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I haven't. So far, there aren't actually, but that might be a, that might be something I'll have to add on. Think about it. For for all of you out there who wonder what I'm talking about, uh, you should uh, check out uh, uh, Dree's uh, photographs on. I guess it's on your Instagram account. Where? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, where you get to see what she she does some magnificent things with uh, with fingernails. So uh, take a look oh, there. But in the meantime. Funky. In the meantime, I, I recommend everybody next Tuesday to log on to her website and download a copy of the new album, A Louder Side of Me. If you can wait and get a, a CD, that would be even better. Who knows, you may even get some of those wonderful fingernail pictures. But uh, this is going to be an album, I think, that uh, will break you through because every song in it is wonderful. Every song in it is, is precisely crafted and it really shows that you can do a lot of things very well and what you can do really well is entertain people. So thank you for being with us today, Dree. 
Oh my gosh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. We've got to take a break right now. Uh, when we come back, we're going to return with Matt Bork of the powerhouse rock band Yuka. He's going to join us, so don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live, and you're not going to want to miss this. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Social media broadcast platform. For more information, please contact our sales department at Cameo at CyberStationUSA.com. You're into the paranormal. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host, and we are back here at Music Friday Live. And no, I'm not into the paranormal. paranormal. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, my, my producer is occasionally, however. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. You can call us, 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. You can also email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And after the show... Take a look at the website. Make sure you're on our Twitter feed because our Twitter feed will give you the, uh, the upcoming guests. And I want to remind everybody that we are off next Friday. There won't be a, a live Music Friday next Friday. We're on vacation. We do get out of here occasionally. They unlock the door and take off our, our, our leg chains and let us out. But uh, you can always download a podcast. You can, down, you can go to blogtalkradio.com slash music friday and you can download any one of the thousands of podcasts we have there so you if you really need your music friday fix it's there well what else is here is the time to tell you about our wonderful sponsor solar city now solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners we all know that but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront costs well, with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront costs on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out and they'll install a solar system on your house for free. You only pay for the power you use, just like you do from the utility company, but you use less of it so your utility bill is lower. They will take they will pay for the system, they will insure the system, and they will maintain the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So they will install it for free with approved credit. Now, if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. And how do you find out about this? Well, you call Solar City. In fact, you call my friend Tina at Solar City, and her number is, take, get a pencil ready, 
Her number is 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And when you talk to Tina, tell her I sent you. Tell her Patrick at Music Friday Live sent you, and she will give you a discount on your order. That's right. So that's 909-618-6937. Well, anyone who thinks rock and roll is dead has not heard Yuka. In the hands of this hugely talented and dedicated trio of musicians, rock not only thrives, but it reaches new heights, both in musical power and also in social commentary. Since the middle of the last century, rock has been the soundtrack of young people, a combination of angst and love and self-discovery and rebellion. But Yuka has added a new dimension, one born of the times we live in, the dimension of what it means to be a human individual on a planet so filled with humans that they can change the climate just by breathing. Yuka asks the question, what should we do with the answer? Well, Matt Bork founded Yuka in a small town of, of Langley, Canada, and the band is Andy Bolt on, ba- on bass and uh, backing vocals, and Dave Atkinson on drums, and of course Matt uh, plays uh, guitar and does lead vocals. He founded it five years ago after finding what he says are the right dreamers. As Canada's powerhouse rock band with an international reputation, that dream has become a very large reality. Matt, welcome to Music Friday. Wow, thank you so much for having us. That was an unbelievable introduction. It kind of gave me shivers. That was amazing. (laughs) Well, as long as you translate those shivers into uh, stroking guitar strings, we're happy, okay? (laughs) I will will do my very best. I'll give you absolutely everything I have. I know. Well, the, the new album, Rebuilding the Empire, uh, I think is a classic already. Uh, you've managed oh, to wow. bring the, the power. You, you, you take the power of stadium rock and you put it in my iPod, and yet you keep it intensely personal, and that's not easy to do. Um, yeah. the, thrust of, the thrust of this album, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is maintaining humanness in the face of an increasingly threatening and impersonal world. Do I have it about right? Uh, you know what, that's one of the best ways I've heard somebody put it. So I'm glad that that's what you took from the message that our hearts were trying to portray. And, uh, you know, for us it was, I mean, I guess that's why we called it Rebuilding the Fallen Empire was um, there's so many depths and so many meanings behind the music, but I think that what you've just summed up there is a great way to sum up the album. Well, let me ask you this then. What is the Fallen Empire? You know, it's interesting because I think that, you know, when you did the introduction and you, and you talk about rock and roll, and it's interesting because when we travel the world, people ask you, you know, what do you guys think when we do interviews? And they'll ask, what style are you? And we'd always, I was so proud to say rock and roll because as a kid, that's what my parents, you know, fed me was rock and roll. And it was all types of rock and roll. And it's interesting when people look at you and they'll say, well, what do you mean rock and roll? Like, you mean indie? <laughs> and I'd go, well, I've waited my whole life to say rock and roll. <laughs> I desperately want to say rock and roll. And so I think for us it was, you know, there was a bunch of meanings when we, when we talked about what to, to title this dream and what to title this chapter of our lives. Um, it, it meant more than just, you know, rebuilding rock and roll. It meant about rebuilding our dreams and being able to, you know, we always wanted to say that we wanted people to be a part of this journey with us. And they, we wanted people to see us skin our knees and have bloody lips, but to get up and to be fighting and to know that, um, you know, not everything in life is easy. And that's, um, that's something that I think it comes across in the theme of our music. When we perform live, that's, you know, I mean, we lay absolutely everything on the line, and we give it to our fans, whether there's, 
you know, we just performed um, July 1st for over 10,000 people or whether we play for 1,000 people, we're going to give you the exact same show. So, um, you know, I, I'm hoping people sense as they listen to the album that, you know, rebuilding the fall for them can re- rebuild dreams that maybe they had when they were younger that, you know, you're never too old to, to rebuild those fallen dreams. Well, I'm, I'd like to play one of those fallen dreams, or maybe this isn't a fallen dream. Uh, this is uh, one of the songs in the new album that I think takes direct aim at what may happen in the face of oppression. So let's listen to Maybe We'll Riot. <laughs> Young people have been singing about rebellion um, ever since young people have been singing, probably, but I know it from the 1950s. But the the message that you're delivering in this song is pretty pointed, and just in case our listeners <laughs> didn't quite hear it, I want to read some of the lyrics. Oh, we're sick of them degrading us, and we're sick of all the bastards always grinding us to the ground. If they're not watchful, we'll start a war, and maybe we'll riot, maybe we'll fight for all the things we're dreaming for. Are you singing there for your generation or for oppressed people everywhere or for something else? To be honest, when I step on stage, I mean, and and this is something when I write music, I write music from my heart. I always have since I was a kid. Um, I mean, I've been writing music since I could speak. And I've always written and I've always struggled with trying to actually get across what my soul is feeling. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, that I sometimes, like when I sit down to write, which is every day, I scrape the bottom of my soul and I'm desperately trying to, to put words to the emotions that I'm feeling. And that song, when I wrote it, um, you know, I, I, I can remember exactly where I am, the feelings, they pop up there. Every time I sing it, I'm right back in the place that I wrote it. And that song was written for everybody. I, I remember writing it and just being like, and even now when I talk about it, I can feel my emotions come up and I can feel that, you know, I remember just screaming out that I was just so sick and tired of people telling me who I was, telling me what to do, telling me this. And, I, and you're right, like we've been singing about this for years and I remember just thinking, you know what, like if they're not careful, like we're going to start a war. But I didn't want it to be coming across as a negative. I want it to be that we'd fight for all of the things that we're dreaming for that, you know, it's, it's actually very, very hard to pursue your dream and to do something that you love. And that was something that I think, you know, I think people need to hear that, that it's not easy, but to go after it anyways. So it's, it's one of those songs that, man, we've had so many people ask for that song to be played at shows. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's one of my favorites to perform, absolutely. Well, it's certainly one of my favorites to listen to. And you can tell that yeah. every ounce of your emotion is in there. Um, and other interviews, you have said that uh, rebuilding the fallen empire is partially about rebuilding rock and roll. Um, 
Yeah. Why does rock, why does rock and roll need rebuilding? Do, do, do you think it's being smothered by pop and other forms of music? Well, I think rock, like, I think rock kind of lost its heart for a little while. And I mean, what I mean by that is it's like, you know, like pop music, I mean, everybody wants their music to sell, and popular music sells. And it's usually very user-friendly and it's very simple. But this, this element of rock and roll that it was always kind of the, um, I always use the word simplistic, intelligent, working man's, like the, the real, realistic, honest music. And I feel like sometimes, you know, when I'm driving down the, the freeway and I'll all of a sudden turn on the radio and I can hear, I kissed a girl and I liked it. And I'm thinking, really? Like that's outselling, <laughs> that's outselling like the Beatles? Like you got to be kidding me, man. Or that's outselling like these classic, like these songs that like are just, they're the voice of a generation and it's getting beat out by I kissed the girl. And I think that, you know, all of, a, all of a sudden, we go travel into Europe or travel into Asia, and we'd be looking at these albums for sale. And that album, I Kissed the Girl, that, from, that one that that's from, was right beside a rock and roll album, but they were called the exact same thing. And I thought, man, like, rock is, it's almost like rock and roll has died. Like, this, the simplicity of just grabbing an instrument, pouring your heart and sweat and soul into this thing, and having it come out. And it doesn't have to be perfect, because your heart is perfect. So... That was something that was important to us is on this record. I mean, we wrote the songs all ourselves. We produced them. We recorded them ourselves. And the goal was that we had no rules when it came to writing, that we wouldn't um, – we wanted our hearts to come out. And that was the biggest thing. And, and, uh, and so that's why I felt like, you know, when we were – when we've been able to play and perform with other bands, it's one thing we always encourage is like, man, when you get on stage, just give everything you've got. Like, we, we step on stage and we feel that we're honored to be there, that we don't deserve to be there. And I think that was something that I witnessed in a lot of the – the rock acts that I grew up on is that I just felt like they were so honored to be up there and uh, kind of well, well, let me, been lacking let me that. take it. Let me take it a step further. Uh, do you think that your music or music can move social change? Absolutely. Without even, I don't even have to think about that. Absolutely. If you look at history, you'll notice that um, the arts have, have dictated and moved history. And it's also been the blue, like, you know, it's, it's been the foundation. And I think everybody in their own life can say, you know, in my own personal life, there's a soundtrack that when songs come on, I know exactly where I was, what I was doing, what I was feeling, the changes and the choices I was making. And, you know, if my album and the album that, you know, the three of us have written together can be a part of helping to change one individual's life, then to me, I feel successful. And I just feel very honored that, you know, people around the world are buying our album and that they're, they're paying to come see us work. I, it's an honor for us. Well, there's a, a famous author, a, uh, a neurobiology researcher and also top-level music producer by the name of Daniel Levitin, who agrees with you. Uh, he's got a new bestseller out called The Six Songs That Made the World, uh, and he points out that it's music that has defined cultures uh, all throughout history. But he also points out that the changes wrought by music are not always positive. They can lead to war, and you talk about war in your, mu- in your music a lot. And uh, yeah. before we comment on that, let, let, me just, just, let me just play one of those songs, and then we can kind of get into it a little bit. This is uh, Where Are My Soldiers?
Who are your soldiers? That's a great question. You're, you're one of my soldiers. You know, the way that you introduced this, I was like, wow, this guy's on our side, man. He's, he's got our back and he's supporting us. And when I wrote that song, it was actually, it was an incredibly difficult time for me because I had just lost my Opa, who was um, one of my greatest soldiers. He was somebody that I loved with all my heart. And, you know, I really believe that um, it's amazing in life. Like, you know, he was, he was kind of the one that was the originator of singing in my family. I come from a very musical family. And he was always singing and he was always writing music and he was always encouraging us as a family to, um, to support each other and to be there for each other. And I would not be here and I would not be where I am if it wasn't for the soldiers around me. And, and it's amazing, again, going back to that theme of, of, of getting just beaten down. It's amazing how people, um, sometimes you need to step back and look at your soldiers, the people that are there with you, and you need to, to thank them and to, and to stand alongside of them and then for yourself to be a soldier as well. And, and when every time I sing that song, I, I, just, I feel his presence with me, and I just want to scream out that, like, where are my soldiers? Where are all of our soldiers, the people that are standing around that, you know, it's one thing to, it's one thing to step on a stage and to be vulnerable and, and to expose yourself, and that's what artists do. That's what musicians do. That's what we all do. I think we're all in some element as creators. We all do that. And, but when you know that your soldiers have got your back, it sure is a lot easier. And that's something that, you know, I... Um, I taught as a, as a kid is to take risks and to dream and to pursue what you love and, and that it's not going to be easy, but the greatest things in life usually aren't easy. And I, and I have that because of the soldiers that have gone before me and I can't sing that with enough passion um, just to honor them and to thank them. And I hope the song comes across as a, as an encouragement to those that um, stand up and be each other's soldier. It, it, it does, but it also raises questions. Uh, you raised the question. Yeah. Uh, uh, you want to know where yeah. the soldiers are. You also talk about when we were kings. Who were the kings? When were we kings? You know, I think it's interesting because I think each one of us will have situations in our lives when we look back and we can say those were the good days. And, you know, life, when we actually are realistic with life, you know, life has a lot of ups and downs and there's a lot of shit that happens in life. And it, it's interesting because a lot of times that ends up um, dictating our life and moving us in a direction and we forget what it feels like to sit and to have a glass of wine and to, and to be carefree with the ones we love, with our other soldiers. Because when we get so enveloped in our eternal war and the things that are happening, sometimes it just, you know, we're so involved in it that we, we forget to pull ourselves away um, and realize that, you know, who are we at our core? And I think ultimately we're all great people. Um, and I think sometimes it takes those soldiers coming alongside of you when you're wounded and picking you up and going, it's hey, I have enough, like, I have enough love and I have enough joy and empathy for you as well. And they come alongside. And I've had people do that in my life. When things have gone down and I'll go, man, you know, what do they say? Things happen in threes. And I've had things happen in tens in my life. And I think a lot of people have. And I think that's where I can't thank the soldiers enough for coming alongside of me and, and saying, like, I remember when we were kings and we're going to be kings today. And we're going to sit down today and we're going to actually have a glass of wine. And they're going to scream in the streets for us that, you know, we're victims. Is that we're gonna we're gonna take on whatever hardships are in your life, and we're gonna come out on the other side, and we will be kings once again. We're we're getting a lot of uh, emails uh, for you here, and uh, we have a number of people who want to know how they can be your soldiers. So where would you send them? <laughs> you know what? The easiest thing, if you like, and first of all, I can't thank these people enough for wanting. We have incredible soldiers, and I want to be their soldier as well. It's one of the things that we talked about as a band is. We can't expect people to do something for us if we don't do it back. And, you know, it's one of the things that we do even locally where we live is we try to support as many indie bands and as many artists and everybody 
And sometimes it spreads us a bit thin, but we do our very, very best because, like I said, we appreciate it when people support us. So if they just go to our Facebook, look for us on Facebook. I think it's Yuka Music. So if you type that in, you'll find us. Like us, and, and you'll end up joining and being a part of our, our community there. And we can't – like every soldier, that's the thing. Our soldiers, when they just share a link, when they pass things on, like we can't thank them enough. It's the reason why we have a career in this, why we're able to you know, step on stage and continually write music. And we've already written the next album, so it's, it's because of them. We have a uh, an email here from um, My Heart Sings in Dallas. I, I like that one. Hi, <laughs> My Heart Sings. Yeah. And My Heart, my I, heart I Sings. I can agree. Yep. Uh, my Heart Sings writes, Long live rock and roll. Come to the USA. We need you here. Have you toured in the U.S.? <laughs> I'm standing in the U.S. as we speak right now. I'm actually staring out on the beach. There's nothing in front of me. Um, and I'm here actually on a writing weekend. I'm writing my ass off on this weekend. And we come to the States all the time. And we actually... We were booked for a festival circuit this year, but um, we ended up having some change of plans. So we are planning on getting down. Our label does have us going into the States. And if people are interested, like I said, join us on Facebook. Let us know, and we'll make sure that we scream at our label until they get us into those places because we want to come perform for you. Uh, if, if you don't mind my asking, uh, which coast's beach are you on right now? I'm standing on the west coast, so very close to where I live in British Columbia. Um, we have a little spit of land that kind of comes out that is called Point Roberts, Washington, and it is this tiny little area. And I have a cabin, a family it. cabin down here. That do you know that? Yeah, I, I know it. I've been you there. Know? Yep. Are you seriously? You've been to Point Roberts? <laughs> I'm standing. <laughs> That's hilarious. No one really knows of it because it's this tiny little spit of land that America owns that you have to go from America into Canada, then back into America. Um, no, so I, we have a family cabin. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I've I've been through that process, and it was, and that's why I remember it because I had to go through that process. Well, we are. That um, is too uh, funny. <laughs> um, Lady Grant in Los Angeles uh, writes, um, "I want to follow you. I love your music, but I don't want to be a soldier. I'm for peace. You guys aren't for war, are you?" No. I don't think I've ever, you know, and that's a great question to ask because we've gotten asked that lots of times. And I am for war in internal issues. And I think that's what some people need to understand is people ask me all the time, like, you know, I grew up semi, semi-professionally skateboarding and taking risks, doing everything, and I dirt bike still. And, I, you know, I love all those kinds of sports. And people are like, man, you're so courageous. And I'm like, no, that's just anybody can do that. But courage to me is people that take on those inner issues in their life, whatever they want to call those things, and they work and they have those battles. And that's what I mean is, uh, you know, I, I have the most respect and honor for those people that, um, you know, when, when they deal with those things, they realize that it is a war and it's an internal war and it's a scary thing to go into because you never really know what's going to happen. I have so much honor and respect for those people. And the scary thing is, you know, in, in war, like everybody's opinionated with that. And I can't, it's, it's such a tough one, but all I know is that my opinion changed when I had a daughter, and I always said that I didn't believe in war, and I had my daughter, and as soon as somebody, you know, somebody were to try and touch her, I'm just scared of what I would do. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I, that's such a tough one, and I think that it, it's tough. Okay. Um, hope, I mean, we're not going to be able to get to all the emails, but uh, I'm, I'm looking through here to really pick out some, some uh, important Well, they, they can ones. email me at... Go on Facebook and ask me any question you want, and I'll answer. Okay, all right. Uh, Fever Pitch in Berkeley uh, wants to, to know, or P- Fever Pitch writes, um, you're Canadian. There's not much going on in, in Canada. What are you so angry about? That's hilarious. That is the best. 
Okay, I gotta remember. The guys are gonna love to hear this one. That's fantastic. You know, we are Canadian, and I know Canadians. You know, anytime we travel anywhere in the world, I mean, we just got back touring Asia, and it was funny because they always are like, "You guys are so polite, and you're so thankful, and you're so this." And it's like, we are, but we still deal with a lot of stuff, you know. And and I think that's, um, I mean, that is one of the coolest things to hear is that our reputation as Canadians comes across is that we're a very uh, a very kind and a very nice country and that we have great people here. But you know what? Anywhere that I've traveled in the world, I've met the exact same people that are absolutely incredible. They're kind, they're gracious, and we all got issues. <laughs> so that's yeah, I know that the, uh, the First Nations people in Canada have some, some serious issues with your government. We're about out of time, and I wanted to, to play just a little bit of I'm Alive, she said, and, uh, just so people can hear it. Kind of a We're almost out of time, but but that song's kind of a mystery to me. Um, what are you thinking about there? I'm saying that to feel alive feels absolutely glorious. And if you haven't said that, you got to seek it out. Because, man, when you're around people that you see truly living, that's what I want. My, so I'll do whatever it takes to truly live. And, and uh, that I'm, I have screamed it before, but I'm alive. I'm alive. And you got to work at it. That's the thing. That there, if you can actually honestly say, this is glorious with an open heart, man, that's the best feeling in the world. Well, going to one of your concerts, I, I can tell just by watching them and, and the streams on them, you're definitely very alive, and everybody in the audience is. Well, we are uh, oh, yeah. uh, pretty much out of time. I want to thank you so much for, uh, for being with us. Uh, the album is Rebuilding the Fallen Empire by Yuka. Once again, tell people all the various places where they can get the album. The easiest place to look is on iTunes, and if you want to check us out on our website, it's yuka, Y-U-C-A dot C-A, um, and you can also follow us on Facebook. You look us up, yuka, Y-U-C-A music on Facebook, and we, would, we absolutely appreciate your support. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you to the fans that emailed in and are listening, and I just can't say because of you, um, I can't say it enough, because of you guys, we have a career in this. So thank you so much for spreading our music around, for sharing it. Um, you are our soldiers every time that you help us out that way. And uh, we can't encourage you guys enough to dream, pursue your dream, and give everything you got. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you, Matt. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the CyberStationUSA.com network, the Blog Talk Radio network, and our radio affiliates, and on Stitcher. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, and you'll get a real-time update on our, on our guests. Don't forget that next week we are not on live. We are going to be on vacation. They do let us out of here every now and then, but you can download a podcast at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Barlabin. Our intern is Angeline Sorano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs, as I said, at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Now, as, once again, we're on vacation next Friday, so you won't be able to get a live fix, but you can download the podcast. Uh, and then when we come back on the 25th, Alex Nestor will be here with her second album and her own band, and Juliet Ashby making the trip across the pond from London to Los Angeles and to Music Friday Live. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page for all the details on that. Good night, everyone. Have a great musical weekend. We'll see you in two weeks.
Thank you.